Support for WGLT's Grow comes from FS Custom Turf by Evergreen FS. FS Custom Turf offers complete lawn and tree care services to preserve the health of yards, trees, and shrubs. Products and services detailed at evergreen-fs.com. Welcome to Grow. I'm Sarah Nardi. Well, after days and days of frigid weather, we finally caught a break in our winter of discontent. It's been 40-plus degrees all week, which at this point feels downright tropical. So let's talk tiki. We're here with our resident expert, Patrick Murphy. He's with ISU School of Biological Sciences and curator of the Fell Arboretum. He's also wearing a grass skirt. He's not. Hey, Patrick. Aloha. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you were, though. That would, that would really brighten my day. Well, I could wear a kilt sometime. Let's do that. Yeah, Let's... for St. Patty's Day. Are kilts Irish? Yeah. Oh. No, they're Scottish. <laughs> they're Scottish. We can do it anyway. Yeah. We can do Everyone will be so drunk, they won't even know. Yeah. <laughs> All right, tiki. Tiki torches, tiki bar, tiki thatch at beaches afar, oh. sung to the tune of Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. That's nice. It's another pale attempt to break the cabin fever and think about anything tropical right now. Mm-hmm. Tiki thatch roofs, woven bamboo walls and floors, they fill my mind with summer delight. And palapa umbrellas and shaggy roof coverings were part of all of my favorite Gilligan Island episodes. Palapa, by the way, is a palm thatch woven for waterproof roofing, and it's also the name of a technique builders that assemble these tropical structures use. Oh, like a, a weaving type? It's more motion? like fish scales. Okay. Like Because it's the long thatch pieces, right? So thank Gilligan's Island again. Mm-hmm. And the shaggy stuff hanging down off the roof. <gasps> yes, okay. And a lot of times it's a big, it looks like a big umbre- umbrella with a pole in the center. So it'd have a round or a square roof and, you know, with the center point being the pole. And bamboos and palms convey a tropical look, in my opinion, and it can be part of a living or once-living element in our gardens as well. Okay, and I've seen a lot of tropical elements incorporated into gardens in warm-weather states like Florida or California or Hawaii, obviously. But you say this is something we can do right here in the heartland. They can be used here. Bamboos can be added to the Midwestern garden, and there's some. I've got a couple categories for everyone to consider. So you got clumping bamboos kind of stay in a clump, right? Mm -hmm. I think that the common names are interesting here, but clumping bamboos are all of the genus Fargesia, and the the species Natita is blue fountain bamboo that has these dark purplish stems. The species Muriela is umbrella bamboo. Denudata is red cane bamboo, so you got purple and red canes, two different kinds of plants. And then there's a real common one that you see in the garden centers most often, and that's Dracocophala, woody bamboo. And then there's a couple that are cultivars of the genus. One in particular is green panda bamboo, and this is something you'd have to cut back every year, and it acts like a perennial. And it's compact. It's the smallest of all of those bamboos. But then there's the, the bigger bamboos. These are the running types of bamboo. I'll always have fun with this one. It's the Phyllostachy nuda, nude sheath bamboo. We'll oh. just call that sexy bamboo. <laughs> and then there's the genus Bassettii, which is Bassett bamboo. And these next two are interesting for you designers out there. Aerocallus is golden Chinese timber bamboo, and it has a yellow gold colored cane. So in a shady spot, you get some reflective light from this, and they have a, a little bit more of a contrast because of that yellow color. Mm-hmm. 
And then along the same lines, there is incense bamboo that has a sandalwood fragrance, and it's the least of height out of all the running types of bamboo. And then there's spatabulus, the showy yellow grove bamboo. And the difference between that one and the golden Chinese timber bamboo is that the canes are yellow and glossy. Like they have like this shiny waxy cover on them. It's just really interesting. And there are others, but these were trial tested for hardiness as recently as January of this year. So if you can find them, you can plant them. January 2021, when we tested lots of things, right? (laughs) Our patience, the will to get out of bed and confront an Arctic hellscape. Do you have any tropical flourishes on the Murphy property? All we have right now, Sarah, is uh, I've incorporated some bamboo canes into the railing on my back porch. And that was primarily to prevent my dogs from falling off of the back porch as they were out you know, groundskeeping and uh, scaring away the squirrels and stuff like that. I could position it right where their little chest and their heads were. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I ended up painting it to match the rest of the deck. But it's really easy to work with. It does not hold paint that well. I've had to retouch them up several times, but that's about as far as we've went at our house so far. Okay. However, there are bamboo structures that include, of course, the huts and the little breezeway type things, which would be like a long pergola, uh, bamboo structures in the shape of awnings, lean-tos, and single-pole huts like we were talking about earlier, palapa umbrellas. Uh, Those are something that you might see in the Midwestern landscape. The Midwestern versions, however, are often a wood frame with a bamboo covering, particularly as cypress poles and beams are less available outside tropical areas for the real authentic tiki-style structures. Sure. So you get the tiki effect, kind of like a patina, but the structure itself is something boring. Right. Pressure-treated beams or something like that. But I suggest to everyone, keep the bamboo in the private areas of your landscape. There are not very many Midwestern public area views that I think lend to bamboo. That's just my personal opinion. Okay. But around pools, water gardens, Japanese gardens, I'm a big fan of in particular, Sunwell areas in the backyard and private area structures and features in the landscape are good places to weave in this mm, kind of underappreciated in the Midwest uh, material. Yeah, I would say definitely. And here's my ever-hungry foodie coming out again. (laughs) Uh, Some restaurants and bars do a fine job with bamboo, uh, sand volleyball courts, miniature golf courses, uh, swimming pool areas a lot of times. And I expect to see bamboo when I go back to the sushi bar. Fact, and you know what I'm going to say is that I think that you just love sushi because we talk about about sushi bars pretty, pretty frequently here on Grow. And I bet you miss them because I know I do. I thought about that too, Sarah. And I think anybody that's listening to our program enough to know that I've mentioned sushi probably four or five times already this year. (laughs) Thank you for listening. (laughs) And I'm really not that hungry. It's just how it's another rarity. You know, it's another way sushi bars are special. Yeah. So how, given the given the current climate of things, how would we go about bringing um, a little sushi bar into our own homes through the use of bamboo? One thing to consider is bamboo is strong and lightweight and it's often the byproduct of buying potted trees or vines that we're already purchasing at the nursery for our gardens. One could consider saving these to repurpose as railings like we've done at our house. I've seen bamboo used to make these real clever teardrop-shaped carpenter beehives to help 
take care and foster our pollinators and uh, hammer spout for like a water feature or something similar that's uh, hammer spout is a Japanese garden water feature element or they could be assembled to support your tomatoes mm -hmm. uh, your brambles or support the branches of your fruit trees that will be heavy with fruit sometime in the fall but you got to be a little bit careful bamboo can be invasive some more than others and bamboo works great for screening and a division of space in a private area landscape and naturalized settings. So you could kind of cordon off certain parts of your garden. If you had a cut flower garden and uh, you wanted to keep the goats and the sheep out of there, you could put a little fence around it easily. Mm -hmm. uh, it's lightweight again, so it's you get some wire and some sticks and you're in business. Palms and bamboo are also great additions to container gardens. They love the heat and high humidity of the summers here in the Midwest. I've said that many times. Right. I think this is all good advice. As we're all a little bit closer to home these days, maybe we could incorporate some tropical elements, give ourselves a little resort feel, maybe make a tiki cocktail. Right? Why not? Kick Why not? back and relax. Why not? Why not? The world's your oyster. All right. Well, if you have any questions about the gardener landscape, get in touch and Patrick Murphy will answer. I'm Sarah Nardi. Send your questions to wglt.org slash grow.